Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And in this podcast, we review a game for seven days to see how long it takes us to play it. This past week, I recommended Mario Kart World Tour by Nintendo. I'm going to come out and say it right off the bat. Maybe the best game Nintendo has made for iOS? Huh. Out of all the three they've done so far? I not my, with, not perfect by any stretch. Right. My initial reaction is it's probably it was like the weakest for me. Oh, okay. Let's get conflicts. Right <laughs> I like it. This makes for a great conversation. Tell me about your impressions of this game, like all around. I mean, first off, I hate the Nintendo account login to begin with. That's just awful. I feel like they've kind of done through with it. Like all I had to do was accept the terms and agreements. Yeah, maybe I have I didn't have to like log in or anything. Oh, interesting. Because I mean, you have a Switch, you're a Nintendo boy. Right. You probably have an account already. I, for some reason, didn't have an account. I think this was the first time you've needed one to play. I don't think Mario Capsule World required <laughs> this. Anyway, this is the first. So I had to go through the steps of finding a username, finding mm. a blah, 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 clicking yes, okay on the email, then going back oh. and logging in, and then. Ah, finally. Oh, you know what I did? Yeah, you're right. There is like a login screen, but I think I just accepted as guest just to proceed on with the game. Oh, always look for that sneaky continuous guest, which is the smallest, smallest font possible. Right. Oh, rats. Normally, I quite pride myself on my ability to, (laughs) where's Waldo? Where's the continuous guest button? But damn, they got me this time. You logged in, sucker. (sighs) Yep, I did. For those that might have not seen or heard of Mario Kart ever before. That's not a sentence I thought we would hear. <laughs> yeah, sure. So Mario Kart is a racing game where you are one of the characters from the Mario world driving a go-kart. And in this particular iteration of Mario Kart, it is called World Tour because you have different venues of, I guess, countries and maps and <laughs> race tracks. around the world. Right. And... You All you have to do, it's very much like a normal Mario Kart game where you're going around a track, but the, the special thing about Mario Kart is that you have weapons and power-ups that you can use along the way. Um, the race is consisted usually of three laps, and you just have to make sure that you place either one, two, or three in order for you to get some points. Uh, and yeah, it's geared towards more of a family-friendly game, but some of the races can get very heated and exciting, especially when you <laughs> level up. Yeah, do not play Mario Kart with my boyfriend's sister. She gets very um, enthusiastic, shall we say. It's, it's, it's I think game. she's been banned from playing it in the office because of the <laughs> string of expletives that uh, come out of her mouth while playing. It's a game where you can actually break friendships. <laughs> like, if you really pick on someone, you can really give them a bad day. Yeah. But this game is obviously the handheld version, so the controls have been modified a little bit. Which I think worked well. There's no accelerate or brake. You merely go. You merely go and you turn. And from off the bat, there are two modes to play this. Yeah, I didn't like that they were kind of presented to you without any kind of context. Right. One is normal mode, and I think the other one is called like something like manual mode or something like that, where you can control your drifts a little easier and stuff like that. Yeah, I, didn't, I never like how they present choices like this. It's like, what's normal? What's advanced? Where am I? How do I know which one to choose? Right. It's almost, don't give me that option up front. Mm. Maybe just make everyone, quote unquote, normal. And then there's like some settings somewhere. Because me, being me, I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm a... I'm a master. Yeah. <laughs> I can drive stick. 
because I learned to drive in the UK. So I think I've got this advanced drift control down. So that's what I chose, obviously. Did you regret it or did you have a good time with it? Well, the thing is, there's no way to know what normal's like. Right. Or at least without going back, changing the setting, playing again. So I kind of dealt with it. I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't mad at it. I had an opposite reaction to it. I had no idea what was going on in terms of the controls. It just felt all over the place. I couldn't get a grasp for it. Um, and normally I get a grasp for things pretty quickly in terms of games, but yeah, I, I don't know something about this, maybe even playing because I'm used to playing other Mario Karts. Like it just didn't feel mm. like Mario Kart driving for me. Right. That's an interesting point because for context, I've not really played Mario Kart since the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. And even then I wasn't super into Mario Kart. I was a Super Mario boy myself. <laughs> so I don't really have a much, I haven't played a whole bunch of Mario Kart especially the newer iterations on the Switch or your GameCube. <laughs> the GameCube. <laughs> so I was coming at it reasonably fresh in terms of like how it should feel. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. Huh. I think it certainly took me a couple of games to understand, at least in the steering mode that I chose, you know, the further to the edge of the screen, the more you turned, which sounds stupid now I say it out loud, but it did take me a while to actually realize that the amount you move your thumb does actually change the amount you steer rather than just being a kind of a linear left, right. So yeah, if you put your thumb in the center of the screen, it sort of like evens you out as normal. You're driving straight. If you move your finger to the right, it turns you to the right. Yeah. Uh, But also if you're in like this drift mode, it'll also start you to drift. Uh, And then like if you put it in the opposite direction, it'll allow you to drift the opposite way to counter steer uh, and vice versa on the other side. So it's kind of intuitive, but I think if you start off in the, the manual mode where you have the control of drift, it could be a little confusing. For me, I don't think it was a confusing. It was just like I didn't feel like it was accurately representing my intent of moving around the screen, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it seemed a little bit counterintuitive in terms of the movement for me. Right, because you always drift in this mode, which yeah. I think if memory serves with my super nintendo entertainment system controller drift was the top buttons left and right right whereas and you le- hop a little bit yeah yeah whereas just left and right would do a normal steer where in this case you can only drift mm-hmm. which is a different way of steering because now you're sliding around a corner rather than just moving left yep. as it were <laughs> like you do in jersey <laughs> totally. on those turnpikes all those uh you know night uh fast and furious boys over there with their with their cars and upgrades. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we talk about the the meta game, the collectibles and the everything's around it. Right. Elements of this. Because there's a whole bunch of character collecting items, as we discussed in the last episode. I always like to play as Yoshi. But I'm sad. I have not yet got to play as Yoshi because he. I have not unlocked him yet through a series of confusing gems, pipes, cards something or other yeah in fact i don't think i could actually tell you how this whole system works because i think it's kind of deliberately confusing it is when you start a game you're presented with what seemingly feels like 12 screens where you need to select a card from each one and then if you are illuminated because those are the ones that you collected so you can't really just tap and play you have to tap Oh, and then you're choosing something, and then you're choosing your hang gliding option, then you're choosing your car, then you're choosing your character, which I know you did in the, in the, uh, in the older version, but somehow it was presented in a very confusing way, and there's 
some objectives to use certain character combinations or certain combinations of things to get more points. I'm mm. not sure. I was confused. Yeah, com. it was confusing. I think, yeah, it starts you off with I th- the Toad uh, off the bat. That's the first character that sort of unlocks for you. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I think something like Bowser is unlocked for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's all linear. It's all the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it does seem like you need to play more in order to unlock. And I can see how that really ties into the monetization in order for you to unlock stuff. You can just pay your way to have them. But, well, you can pay your way to buy rubies, right. and then rubies allow you to shoot things out of a pipe. Mm. Which is the unlock. Which is the unlock thing. Yeah. Like a gacha pawn. <laughs> gacha pipe. <laughs> Indeed. There was some of the copy uh, was interesting. I actually took a screen grab of this. Uh, <laughs> because the little, little Koopa who waves the flag, he's kind of your buddy guiding you through this largely confusing menu system so he pops up now and then uh one of the things he said uh way to go this calls for a celebration and what better way to celebrate than firing something out of a pipe <laughs> i remember That's noting that as well it was just confusing because it seems so out of place right with the rest of the copywriting which is pretty standard dry. yeah i mean are they making an allusion to fireworks i have something? no idea I what you're referring yeah. to i think they're just saying like hey this is a celebratory moment where Shoot something out of a pipe. To, yeah. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> but funny. But strange. Sam, do you think you were playing against other real players or other real races from so, around the world? That's the illusion that it Michael. gave you, right? But yes. there is no way that was actually the case, I feel like. Because no ma- like every time that I played against quote unquote, real people around the world with their usernames. Cause you can see their usernames. Yeah. I always came in first and I drove horribly <laughs> for like the first few times. Right. Because of your t- thumb drift problems. Right. Well, worse than thumb drift. Thumb drift drift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like an illusion that makes you feel like, Oh yeah, this is all connected. Yeah. But I don't think it was real. Yeah. I think I've, I was the same. I was the same as well to begin with. I thought, Oh, wow, I'm racing against other people. Maybe later on, once you get past the sort of handhold novelty learning levels, you actually race against other people. Mm, I don't know. I don't think yeah. there just wasn't enough of a waiting time for it to really match up that quickly. That's also true. Yeah. So and it might've you, been like pre-recorded. I don't know. That doesn't make sense though. Cause you interact uh, with them. And the other thing is you needed to be online to start a game. Yep. But if you go offline while playing a game, you still carry on playing and everyone's, racing against you yeah i don't which remember. happened to me on the subway because i could oh i'm in a station i can start a game go 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 and then i can play it right do 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 then i go into the tunnel again and obviously no cell network connection yeah but that's all worked i can still race but then i think my results was not recorded because i'm yeah. coming back and i'd have to play the game again right and that was probably one of my biggest issues which we'll get to mm-hmm. very soon on the three by threes maybe Next. Yes. Three by threes. Three things good and three things bad. My first good point. I thought it was a faithful recreation of Mario Kart. I know you disagree, so that should be a good point to discuss further. But uh, as someone who admittedly has not played much Mario Kart, especially since the (laughs) Super Nintendo, uh, I was... It feels like Mario Kart. Right now, my feeling is I quite like the the touch controls. Mm. After a few races... Oh, I got the I got the gist of it. Three or four races in, 
Yeah, the look and feel is definitely Mario Kart. I mean, they've gotten a lot of stuff right in terms of making this feel like a polished Mario game. Yeah, actually, tell you what, can I just clarify my position on that? Yeah. The racing, the actual game itself, feels like Mario Kart. They've yeah. done a quite good job of that. So I can save a point for the bad. <laughs> so the actual racing part, uh, I think they made really good concessions as a mobile experience. Like, I think if I actually got used to it and I actually started to enjoy it, which I'll get to later... Um, I think it's something that, that that totally makes sense from a mobile racing perspective because it allows you to drive it with one hand, which is great. As, yep. a, as a mobile yep. gaming experience, Like this is almost a perfect format. It's in portrait. You can control it with one hand. Everything, all the menus and buttons are sort of laid out and towards the bottom of the screen, which is like super convenient. So they've thought a lot about this stuff and it, it shows in the polish. Next good point. I think the monetization was reasonably well done. I mean, there's nothing spectacularly new or different about it, but you know, you can play for a bunch of times without having to pay. And if you want to shoot more stuff out of your pipe, you can pay to buy <laughs> to rubies. Celebrate. Yes, to celebrate. Yes, for celebratory moments only, of course. <laughs> you can pay to buy more rubies to do that. Um, I thought it was fairly unobnoxious. Un- right. I mean, there aren't really any ads or anything like that that gets in your way. Yeah. Really, the only way that they monetize is to buy these gems to upgrade your stuff, if possible. Yeah. Um, and it also follows like a nice progression, right? Like it gives you stars and gems appropriately, like throughout your experience. If you're a casual gamer, like you're not really going to want to create other characters or like get other characters off the bat because... The, the characters that you start off with are pretty charming and fun to play with. Um, so I thought that progression was really nice. And, you know, they've got to make money somehow. So I appreciate that they've thought of these things quite well. Yeah, I'd also like they give you a bunch of customization options. You can choose to race. If you've played Mario Kart before, you are very familiar with this. You can mm-hmm. play the 10cc casual, the 100cc experience. I think there's a few more ones to become unlocked later on. And although the options of how to steer seems confusing to present to a user before they've even played the game. Um, I still like that those options are there. And if I wanted to fine tune my controls, I guess I can. Yeah. Actually, if you do open up the settings menu, you, there are a bunch of different control methods. So you can do manual drift, smart steering, auto item. And, oh, in fact, you can also do the gyro, the gyroscope handling. Mm. So you could steer with tilting your phone. If that is the kind of thing you enjoy doing. Yeah, the, the settings are very clear and pretty uh, well done in terms of like the different toggles that you have. Uh, I appreciate that they have like a power saving mode in case, you know, your phone gets too warm. But I just want to play as Yoshi. <laughs> Would you have paid to just play as Yoshi? Like if you can just like buy the characters off the bat? Yeah, you can pay 20 bucks to get what is called the... Jeez, what is this called? It's called like the New York Pack or something mm. uh, the new york set which gives you mario uh, a star ticket and 45 rubies for the princely sum of 19.99 oh boy which is quite a lot yeah that is I quite mean, a lot well i mean how much value do you place in fun <laughs> question you have to ask yourself <laughs> every uh, day yeah if i could pay 20 bucks to play as yoshi <laughs> i mean i might do it <laughs> but it i wouldn't feel good about it mm. i feel a little bit icky I mean, this is kind of the same problems that like Star Wars ran into with, oh, hey, play for free. But oh, if you want to play as your favorite character, then we've got to cough up those Those Benjamins. Extra digital dollars. Which I can understand as a strategy. Yeah. But if you're on the end of it, it doesn't feel great. 
And and also, like, I don't think it's really hard for you to just spend a little time with the game and earn your way through it, which I think is totally possible as well. Right, but at the moment, I'm not quite sure how to do that. That's true. I imagine just play it a lot. <laughs> right, and then, like, our first few might have been provided in linear, but we don't know what the randomness of the characters that are unlocked afterwards would be. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to go, like, oh, if you want this specific character, then, like... Get up to this map and yeah. then finish this purse, finish this this course. Right, clear goals. Yeah. Ah, sounds like we are segueing quite nicely into the bad points. The bad points. Sam, hit me. I think the biggest bad point for me was the the on- online connectivity. My my commute now is totally different. Where I need it doesn't give me like an online connection whenever I'm in the subway. Yeah. And not only did I experience you know the midway while you're playing a map. And it doesn't save your progress or anything like that. It sort of just like craps out. <laughs> yep. It also prevents you from starting it up in any way. And I found that to be like so baffling. I guess because like most developed countries that have the possibility of playing this game on your phone has much better internet connections. Um, that's why it's set that way. But yeah, it just drove me to try attempt it, try attempt it again got it working and then like I'd lose connection for a little bit and it would totally crap out not save my progress right and there's something so passive aggressive about the message as well because it wasn't even like oh you seem to be offline please try again later it's it was I can't even remember exactly what the phrasing was but like connection error 75121 yeah it's like the the error code not (laughs) human and it's just like what is this thing and I don't feel good about what happened just now while the racing UI I enjoyed and kind of gave me those Mario Kart vibes. Everything else around it, the actual app UI, I guess. Not only was it like cluttered and unintuitive, it also feels slow somehow. Mm. Tapping on buttons just has kind of a lag to it, which is not pleasing. Uh, it just wasn't fun to use the rest of the app outside of the actual racing part. You know? Right. It didn't feel like a native app. Yeah, it felt like they were using like web components, and somehow this was like a wrapper, right? It's probably which is probably the case because I think they are dynamically loading all the content in some of these screens. This, in a way, this does yeah, it doesn't feel snappy, which uh, I, displeases me. I know it does. It's little things like that that I think really puts up the polish, even though it may look like Mario. Just like the transition from like the one one cup to the other cup is. <laughs> The frame rate is very slow, and that's not yeah. pleasing to me. <laughs> My other big issue was the driving. I think if I got had more chance to play with it and actually got used to it without it crapping out online, I think I would have ended up liking it a little bit, even though it's really different from like what I expect from a regular Mario game. Yeah, uh, I think there is some funness to be had, but because of the online connectivity, like I just didn't find that combination fun. It wasn't. It wasn't a a tappable, touchable, joyous experience for me. Sam, what is your final seven-day rating? Two days. Oh, ouch. It was a harsh one for me. Uh, I gave it a good go for both days. I probably tried maybe about like three or four times on each day, and each time I had like some online connection Yeah, that prevented progress. So I actually didn't really unlock anything or wasn't able to. Yeah, how far did you get? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, I will show you, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. Mario Cup, New York. Cheap, cheap lagoon. I couldn't oh. finish this. I've tried like seven times, and it never uh, recorded my progress. So after the second day of trying, I was like, okay, I am not going to attempt this. 
And sad yeah, face. sad face. This is a, it's a solid five. I got up to, well, there's no numbering, but yes, I, I did get past Cheap Cheap Lagoon. <laughs> and I'm now at the Yoshi Cup. Oh, wow. Uh, Daisy Hills, which I think is three screens of swiping. Oh, yeah, even the swiping between is kind of gross. It's blocky and yeah. frame rate's really slow. And then like the images load in a second later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, five days. I, I'm going to keep it around, but very difficult to play on my commute, which is pretty much the reason I play games. Right. Um, like, I wish this was playable on my commute. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, it is not. Well, thank you for Sam. For- <laughs> thank you for Sam. Thank you for Sam. Thank you for suggesting Mario Kart World Tour. I wish it was better. Now it falls to me to choose the next game. And we are going to delve into the world of Apple Arcade. It is now live. Apple Arcade, if you've not heard about this, is Apple's kind of Netflix for games, since everything needs to be a Netflix for something nowadays. <laughs> for $5 a month, you get uh, access to uh, all the games you could possibly want. That's not true. But there's a whole bunch of exclusive titles now available. So many. Yes, yes, almost too many. Um, you can start a free trial for the first month. Uh, so, I, yeah, check it out. See if there's some games there you'd like. Maybe even play a game we suggest. And it falls to me to suggest it. Yeah. Sam, you have seven days to play Grindstone. Mm. Not to be confused with Grinder. Mm. Different, different, different game, game. altogether. <laughs> and would you allow me as always, and as is customary, to read the description. Of course. Play Grindstone with Apple Arcade, a game subscription service with 100-plus groundbreaking new games. A game of sword-slashing puzzle battles, Grindstone awaits. Grindstone is a game of (laughs) sword-slashing puzzle battles. Wow, they like... (laughs) They like that sword-slashing puzzle battles. Surprisingly hard to say. From the award-winning creators of Super Brothers colon, Sword and Sorcery EP, Might and Magic colon, Clash of Heroes, and Critter Crunch. Grindstone Mountain is overrun with vicious creeps. Slay your way up its treacherous peak where fortune, glory, and death awaits. It'll take sharp puzzle... Okay, I'm bored with this. But it looks like a puzzle... Well, <laughs> I should say that as it describes itself, a sword-slashing puzzle battle. Right. Have you played any of those games from that list that they mentioned? So Never Super heard of Brothers, any of them. Nope. Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Yeah. So this is from a game company called Capybara. Mm, the a, cutest of animals. Right. The cutest and... Uh, is it like a kangaroo? It, it kind no. of looks like a, a mix between a kangaroo and a dog. Oh, dogaroo. Okay. But, you know, less scary than a kangaroo. Because kangaroos are, are... I've seen those viral beauty videos. <laughs> Never punch a kangaroo. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, truly, it is... Um, one oh of the yeah, because normally you say that, and I don't, I don't believe you. But this time, maybe I do. Yeah, so Might and Magic Clash of Heroes was one of the games that I played on the Game Boy... On the 3DS. Mm. That I really, really... Oh, might have actually been for the Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Going back in time. Yeah. Do, 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 do. But it's, one, it's, a, it's a really great game. And uh, this company made it. So I'm looking forward to this one. Mm. Well, tune in next week to see if Sam likes it again or not. Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? I recently watched something on Netflix that I think a lot of people should watch. Oh. It's, uh, it's called Inside Bill's Brain. Mm-hmm. Have I mentioned this before? No. No, the reason I said that is because my boyfriend keeps saying we should watch this. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, great. It's only a three-episode sort of style, not stylized, I'd say, but like a well-produced documentary um, about Bill Gates. 
and he's in it. Melinda is in it. Melinda being Bill Gates' wife. Um, not our buddy Melinda. We don't have a buddy Melinda. We should find one. <laughs> but it's just really fascinating. Um, I think always like these deep dives into someone who has done a lot of stuff is super fascinating, but you get to realize how much he's actually done. Yeah. And there's this really good quote in there that says, you know, like everyday things don't really get reported because it's not as exciting as like these big breakout moments. And I feel like Bill Gates is someone that does everyday things to make improvements Mm. on everyday things. Right. And it's just like the compounded nature of all those benefits that stack up is supremely beneficial to the world. So you compare him with like a Steve Jobs. Right. And Steve Jobs is just a complete dick. He just just grab all the money for himself. And oh yeah, he made some great products, but sure. that's it. Yeah. And he's revered as like, oh Steve Jobs. Like, oh, let's let's spend a minute to be quiet for Steve Jobs or his death anniversary. And yeah. Well, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you compare it to like what Bill Gates has done. Right. Who doesn't really have that same I don't think I ever hear people going, I want to be the next Bill Gates. Well maybe they do, but maybe it still doesn't quite he doesn't have the same cachet for whatever reason. But he's like done a bunch of amazing stuff. Amazing things. So yeah. yeah. And this sort of like goes through all of this, like not all of it, but just like some of the really important things that he's trying to solve. And I think it's just a really fascinating look into the guy. My thing of the week, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a podcast. Mm. It's been out for a couple of months, but I'm finally catching up. Uh, Creative Processing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I have a feeling you really like Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> If you tell me that you have some secret fandom for Stuart French, then I know that. (laughs) I mean, he was in Stargate. (laughs) And I think French Stuart, I believe. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, his first name is French, which is amazing. Sadly, he didn't quite go on to quite the same success as Mm. maybe some of his co-hosts. So, yeah. Yeah, big Third Rock from the Sun fan back in the day. I think I taped every episode on VHS. Oh, amazing. Off the TV. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then there was one episode where I was out of the house, so I got my brother to do it, and he forgot. So there's like one lost episode so that I've not angry. seen before. Yeah, yeah, I was so so furious. <laughs> uh, but now you can just watch them all for free on, I think they're on Hulu. Hulu yeah, okay, Hulu or Netflix. Uh, so you're saying, up. sorry, so you're saying yeah. um, creative anyway. processing from JGL. Basic tenant of this is he takes a listener question around creativity or the world of art or just, you know, general things, productivity or focus or how do you get things done, you know, mm. as a as a creative person. Uh, and then he finds someone from his rather large Rolodex, which I'm sure he definitely has, uh, of uh, industry contacts and then talks to them about it. He's got Ryan Johnson on that first episode, mm. uh, which kind of made me want to go watch Brick again, which was their first. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. So like, for example, that question for that episode is how do you get inspired by other people's creations and create something unique that is completely your own without taking too much from the inspiration, which I think is very fascinating because, you know, Ryan Johnson has done a lot of original stuff, but then he was also in the star Wars thing. So like, how do you work within that? Uh, regardless of your feelings for that movie, I also think it's interesting. Like how does a creative filmmaker then work within the confines of like a giant kind of rigid structure of what it should be. Super interesting. Um, so that's a great episode. The next one, which I'm halfway through right now, is as an artist reflecting on political problems, is that a cop-out? Should you actually be active rather than just making like fun images that are political? Should you actually be 
you know, volunteering and actually doing political work rather than just making art about it. Mm. And so he gets uh, Shepard Fairey, who did, who's like behind the Obey, uh, Andre the Giant's yep, kind yep. of sticker stuff. I'm learning, oh, like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> so I learned a little bunch of stuff. He's a very good host because he's great and I love him, but he's also actually a good host. <laughs> uh, and he has like a whole bunch of just uh, people you have heard of and then people you should have heard of. Oh, interesting. I would say check it out. It is definitely going to go on my list. And also, please know it's like a limited run, so it's not going to go on every week mm. for eternity. I think it finishes either this week or next week. Creative processing. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And that's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Grindstone. Grindstone. Not grinder. <laughs> like a grindstone cowboy. Follow us and tweet us at seven days to play. Or don't bother because we don't really use We don't that. do it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe we will. You never know. It's a surprise. We were called out for the barrenness of our Twitter account. It's very true. We yeah. apologize. Yeah. Just, just, just listen to us. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Play along with us at home, Coinstone, and we will see you next week. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.